on my 30th birthday, I told my mother I was throwing all my chips in to make it big as a stand-up comic. She told me I was nuts. And I proved Mommy Dearest wrong because within 18 months, I was inking a contract with a conglomerate you may have heard of. Netflix. 18 months after those 18 months, Mommy put out 38000 to get me into rehab. 11 months after leaving the center, I was on my way to multiple degrees towards teaching college. 11 years later, I'm fully tenured assistant professor on sabbatical who's decided to reopen a cold case murder from 2027. I think I might check myself back into rehab after interviewing demented detectives and YouTube sleuths for the last three days. Bunch of drugs first. I gotta find a bunch of drugs on first. One, one. And then play it by ear. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Tim Anka. How are you? You doing good tonight? Right. How many of you guys ever investigate a cold case murder before? Anyone? Just me? What, do you guys never fallen in love with a girl half your age and had to take time off of work? Try and stick with a yoga routine and not dig up the bong under the house? Just me? Yeah. Got a lot of free time, so I've been investigating this cold case murder of Michael Ball. Michael Ball, anyone? Anyone? Michael Ball? No one? He's the founder of Balls? Yeah, yeah, the famous restaurant where they, they make food in ball form and fry it. Worldwide, yeah. Uh, he was murdered. Uh, they never found the killer. So that's what I've been up to. I've been investigating. Who better, right? A failed observational comic? To investigate the murder of a billionaire, huh? Am I right? Uh, that's what I am. I'm a failed I'm a failed comic. I almost had a Netflix special, but I spent their advance on blow. Blow anyone? No? Anyone? No, it wasn't a question. Well, maybe. Balls is brought to you in part by... My first day of investigating the Michael Ball murder did not go so well. Uh, I ended up actually going to an open mic to feel better. Did I mention I'm a masochist? Uh, uh, I spoke with Angelo Rodoni, lead detective on the case the first time it was open. Did not go so well. See, look, comedy, you know you're doing it wrong when you hear nothing. But in journalism, you know you're doing it wrong when you hear things like this. Have you ever seen a dead body? Sir, no. Okay, so when you are, when you sit at home after a tough day of teaching three English classes at whatever college you teach at, three hours of work to make 80 grand a year, and you watch Law & Order SVU, you see a Hollywood dead body. That ain't a real dead body, okay? You can't get fingerprints off a body that's mutilated. Blood doesn't look like ketchup like it does on the shoulder on WPIX 11. I think you're out of your element talking to a real homicide detective from your ivory tower, sir. That, of course, is Detective Angelo Rodoni. Uh, he is a buzzsaw. Jesus Christ. I mean, was this case really taken that seriously? It was referred to in local papers as Rotaco Bell. Sir, again, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a professor, I'm in a real line of work where sometimes you have to lighten the mood for the boys down at the station, okay? What do you know about Mike Rotaco? What do you know about Taco Bell? I feel like this is coming from a bad place. We, we had a very serious murder case on our hands, and we occasionally referred to it behind closed doors as your Taco Bell case. Because the guy that died in was Ball, as you know, as you've done all your research in your ivory tower, tower about, and then Mike Rotaco, the guy in Tom's River that got some trouble some years ago, 
Uh, his name still rings bells, if you will, around Ocean County. And then Taco Bell wasn't even started by a Hispanic person. It was a guy named Alan Bell put a bell next to a taco and misappropriated a whole culture. Nobody's trying to cancel him. So don't think the fact that we referred to this case that we took very seriously for a very long time as a Taco Bell is means to say that we took this out of out of context or not seriously. So, so there was no witnesses? Nothing. Nobody saw anything. We went everywhere. We went to the Seaside Boardwalk. We went to the Red Rose Bakery. We went to all three high schools. We went to the Rotaku Center. We couldn't find anybody that would speak about this. Now, is it possible people saw or knew things and they didn't want to speak to us for fear of their own safety? Sure, that's possible. Did we interview dozens, if not hundreds of people we thought might be linked to and know something? We absolutely did. And for years, there's nobody in Ocean County that knows anything about what happened to Michael Ball. I mean, in the age of technology, you know, people say everything is tracked. And it's always shocked me that there's been no tech technological evidence in this case. Well, remember something. In 2027, technology was available, cameras were available. But if you were wealthy and powerful enough, you can get out of that, right? You didn't have to have cameras. And if you own every building at 10-block radius, it's your decision not to have security and not to have cameras. And that was a decision this man made. It's just hard for me to believe that it was that well controlled. What, what do you do for a living, sir? So, I, I'm, a, I'm a professor. Where? Uh, I, well, I don't really feel the need to get into that, but... Okay, well, let me tell you a thing, professor. When you're in the real world, I'm in a classroom, I'm in a lecture, I'm on the ivory tower, I'm dealing with real people that die real deaths and are killed by other real people, and it's sloppy. This isn't a textbook, it's not a lab, there's no test tubes here. It's not a clear, and not everything is clear-cut and leads to, a, to an end you want to have. You don't tie it up. This isn't Henry David Thoreau. Not every story is tied up a nice little bow on. Some cases we get to close. Some cases we don't get to close. We try as hard as we can. We do up 30 or 40 murders a year on a very short staff budget in a very small department. And I think we do a hell of a job for the 25 years I served the Congress of PD. And I don't appreciate you calling me and questioning me or my brothers in blue work ethic when we're solving these murder cases. I'm not, I'm not questioning the ethics. I'm, I'm questioning the procedures of how this is possible. Do you think I don't want to solve this case? Do you think I didn't think about this every night for over 20 years? Every other case I went on, this burns in my soul. When I drive around giving out traffic tickets, I'm thinking about this case. When I'm on a retirement party, thinking about this case. At my kid's graduation party from Tom River High School North at Cafe Italia on Route 37, I was thinking about this case. It burns in each of my soul. It strained my relationships. It strained my professional life. It made me question whether I wanted to be a detective. It's the one that got away. I want to solve this more than you do, believe me. But there's just nothing there. If there's no further questions, I'm going to enjoy my retirement where I play golf at Bailey Golf Course every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning at 7 a.m. I cannot get on the weekend yet because I don't have the Diamond membership. Goodbye. Having any pain lately? When's the last time you went in for a chiropractic assessment? Heck, I remember when SS meant the name of a boat. I remember when it was no good to let pain go too far, so come on down to Dabbling Doug's Pain Management Association, the PMA. I remember when PM meant postmodern. After speaking with Detective Rodoni, I said, oh, maybe this is not the way to go. So I looked up the man who wrote the book on Michael Ball, the book responsible for opening the case the second time. After searching for Sloop John B. on the internet, the first three pages are just pictures of him getting high in front of almost every balls known to man. The next three pages are ads for his book. That book, of course, is titled Let Him Fry. 
after reading the book, I thought maybe this book was edited on meth. But after meeting with Sloop John B., I think maybe it was written on it. <laughs> anyway, in this interview, you'll hear him and his lawyer. And I think they're on meth. I don't know if you've had the Michael Ball Industries balls before, but those balls are delicious. I've had, they had, they had one named after me because of my, my book I wrote about him. Um, it's the uh, Cold Case Fried Ice Cream Dippin' Dots John B. Sloop Delicious Ball. Did they do well? Uh, they lasted about as long as a Shaq cold pack. Well, maybe it was the name. You wrote the book about Michael Ball, which probably did better than your dipping dot balls. Mm, yeah, he should fry. I mean, don't you think that title's a little insensitive, being it's the only quote from the man's mother? That is a quote about the killer whom I'm seeking. So I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. F- solve these cases you know like I, I feel like i don't get enough help with this like i'm out here i'm looking up information i'm making connections i got the connections man like why don't they find this guy well did you ever take any of the case to the cops i don't talk to cops man i i think i think i might have a bad relationship with the trpd since i asked them about that photo shoot I wanted a photo shoot for my book. Uh, I wanted to take a fit photo like, you know, Rick James in the leather jacket when he's on the cop's shoulders. Like, I wanted that to be the back of my book with, like, the information and stuff, but uh, yeah, they weren't too keen on it, and uh, I don't know. That'd be a badass book jacket. That would be a badass book jacket, right? I, I played in a cover band. We played uh, Rick James' song. I think, was it... Uh, Give it, give it to me, baby. Yeah, give it to me. That's the album. Yeah, yeah. Where you open it up and he's on the cop's shoulders. You see that video where he's like, he's in bed, fully dressed with his shoes on and the perm and shit. Like, he pulls up to the mansion and then they're fucking partying. Yeah, Rick James, man. So Rick James was a big influence on you writing this book. Oh, absolutely. Uh, have you heard the song, Mister Policeman? The whole theme of the song is basically fuck the police. It was written in 1981, dude. Same year I was born, dude. Sloop John B. was actually born in 1989. So then you're shocked that the TRPD didn't want to play ball with you. If that, if I had to take, I had to take my book's back cover picture at the pickles down the street. I hired a male stripper. I had him dress up as a cop and I sat on his shoulders. If we had the actual TRPD involved with their police blues, their cruisers, I would have had way more legitimacy. The 100,000, 150,000 copies I sold pre order. The actual number was 3,000. That would have been at least half a mil. Easy. Guaranteed. And it's all about pre-sales. I mean, you know what? I've been working trying to solve crimes on YouTube for a long time, and it does not pay well. So you know what? I wrote a book. I found a breakthrough case thing. You know, no one wants to follow through with it. Everyone wants to tell me it's not worth following up because it's 30 years old. Michael Ball was a real man. He was a real industry head, figurehead. What happened to him? Why don't we want to know? Amen. He was a man's man. He made Chinese. He's made Chinese food into balls. Talk that shit, John. How did he do that? I don't understand. But I. Why did we? Why we let this man's murder disappear into the? No, I will not. I think they call that incompetence. <laughs> That's incompetence. Yes. Uh, you, you know what? The police need to find this guy. It's been thirty years. I'm sorry. Isn't it the job of a detective to detect a few things? Grill. 
What's Joe Grill doing exactly? He gives they give him my case and he's just oh I'm better than this. You're not better than this case, Joe Grills. This case is my life. So what exactly was this that you found? We have proof that Michael Ball said, Dad, I missed the bus thirty minutes before his murder. Definitive proof in this social media devoid zone we have audio video everything we have it of him saying dad i missed the bus time stamped one half hour exactly before he was found dead john john that's not the case they're saying there is there's no audio or video at all i was testing you it's a social media blackout zone there is no audio or video all we have is eyewitness testimony from a young five-year-old boy he was 19 from even more credible, a 19-year-old young man uh, saying he witnessed Michael Ball in the gutter gurgling his death gurgle, Dad, I missed the train. It's, I missed the bus, but I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, missed the bus, right. He was coming back from the dim den. He tied one on pretty hard. There's no evidence he went there. Do you have any evidence that he didn't go there? Drops of Jupiter. Did the TRPD give you any help after you wrote the book? They helped me clean out my house of all my drugs, but they haven't helped me with the case yet so much. After meeting with Sloop John B., I think I learned more about Rick James than I did Michael Ball. So I tried to contact Detective Joe Grills, the lead detective on the case the second time it was opened. I don't know what to think of Joe Grill. I honestly think that Sloop John B. might have slept with his wife. After speaking with Sloop John B. and talking about the I'm tired of talking about this fucking Sloop John B. I hate this guy. Everything that he discovered as far as the bar fight, the bus, and then Michael Ball. All of it nonsense. You're getting your information from a piece of fucking shit. I've always hated him. It goes back deep. I'm sick to death of talking about this person. Why do you have to keep bringing this shit up? Well, he is the reason that the case was reopened, the reason you were assigned to the case. Oh, like ISIS was the reason the grid got knocked out. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's fact that that evidence started the case to be investigated. According to Sloop John B., the guy's a piece of trash. How could you defend him? I'm tired of talking about this guy already. He's a piece of fucking shit. And he almost ruined my life. You're getting your information from a piece of fucking shit. Ruined my fucking love life. I couldn't even satisfy my wife anymore because of this goddamn stoner, lazy asshole that you keep getting, you say you're getting your information from. Unreliable source. Sloop John B's information that he found helped contribute to opening the case again. What information? The information about the bar fight. The bar fight was nonsense. It never happened like that. The quote about the bus. Fuck the bus. Fuck the bus. There is no bus. The bus is over. Do you think there's more here, though, that you you could possibly found? Nope, he's dead, and he did it to himself. After speaking with, with Sloop John B and hearing the quote that he discovered about the bus. Oh, fuck the-, the bus already. Fuck the bus. Why do you have to keep going over that? We we discussed this. It's over. The bus is off. That's just like the bus stop, the dance move. It's all done. I'm tired of talking about the bus. We we know what the witness said at the at. We've gone over this already. 
Yeah, I don't think you keep it... talking about buses. I had to walk to school. I don't know. Maybe it was dumb of me to try, try to figure out the Michael Ball murder. I was losing hope after speaking with the detectives and the author, quote unquote. I decided to take another avenue. I decided to take a little trip over to one of the owners of the original Portable. It reinvigorated me, to say the least. I'm proud to say that I was one of the original owners of a Portable fryer right in my boutique on 35. They cut, they, and they installed it and everything. It was pretty good. I hate to say it. It's a f- goddamn sin that the franchise really took off after that man's death, but that was the early 30s. I was the first one. And now you have balls on the premises. You can make balls for your patrons. And there's a, you know, you, you, you remove the middleman. You remove a lot of the, 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 whatever they call it. Do you still have the portable? <laughs> well, I mean, anybody who knows, anybody, I don't want to say it too loud. The neighbors will start, you know, busting my chops. But they know, they know Dom likes to save things. <laughs> Dom the hoarder. Well, that that original portable is worth a lot of money, and some say it's actually the only way you can experience a true Michael Ball chicken parm ball. I'd agree with that blurb. Yeah, and it's a shame. It's a shame that they the oil went out of the other. It used to come with original oil, which changed, and I think which changed the quality of the product. Yeah, yeah, that's what the portable too is. I don't think of it as a sequel so much as a means to an end. They changed the oil, and the oil wasn't so. Yeah, unless some. <laughs> Unless some kook in the woods kept a couple gallons somewhere, you're shit out of luck. I gotta be honest, you kind of seem like a kook out in the woods. You know, I almost want to be hurt. I want to take that as a jab, Tim, but you hit the nail on the head. I got a couple gallons. You Might got- have to dust them off a little bit, but... You have a couple gallons? A couple gallons of the original portable oil. You might be the only owner of any original oil. I think I am to this day. I have to ask, as part of this, as part of investigating Michael Ball, I've been trying so hard to make the original Michael Ball chicken parm ball. Do you think we could use your portafryer and your your oil and maybe make the original? You're about a cooch hair away, Tim. You're about the hair on a cooch away from getting this original chicken parm ball. The CP ball, why didn't that start a controversy? But yeah, um, if we only had the original breading, which of course was changed in, I think, 2037, 2038, you know, I'm no Phil Jennings. Oh, so you don't have any of the original breading then, would you? I mean, it would take, it would take a big, it would take a, it would take quite a kook out in the woods, Tim, with a big old freezer and a backup generator, you know, for all these years to never have some situation where those balls might freeze and then unfreeze and thaw and freeze again, which is going to you know ruin the integrity of them. It would take a it would, but I'll tell you what, I think you might have found somebody with that generator. I borrowed Tom Silver's. You're saying you have the breading, the oil, the portaballer. You have got everything. Everything but known as original marinara. And that's one you know that's a line we're not going to cross, Tim, because Josefina de la Porta, she passed in 2041 and. And that was the end of the original ensemble to finish the original chicken parm ball package. They don't have the recipe that she made? Out of respect for Josefina, her grandchildren decided to never perpetuate again her secret recipe, which was to just dry out the oregano, which allowed it to be jarred more easily and 
packaged the way it was. I so. got to say, you seem like a kook out in the woods. You seem like you would know the original sauce recipe. Is there any chance that you do? There's a great chance that I do, Tim. There's also a great chance that I respect the honor and the legacy of Josefina de la Porta. So, I'm not going to tell you to leave. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The last place you'll find me is up my own ass, but you look pretty pleased there with that ball. Please toot your own horn. This is amazing. It's the crust. They were never able to recreate that. And it's the oil. You can make the crust as thin, as thick as you want. If you don't have the right oil, it's going to break through. And you're going to have, you know, cheese that's stuck to the side. And it's... Oh, my God, the texture. This is so good. This is... This is like an epiphany. I'd call it that and more. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you for letting me try Michael Ball's original ball. I'm just the vehicle. He's also one of those kind of guys that just, you know, he couldn't go through life without knowing, so he actually like kind of went on the whole quest to find his mother. You know, the whole, the whole shebang, the whole nine yards. And I was kind of like, you sure you want to do this? And you want to find out? And he's like... Yeah, I gotta know, and I figured, well, let's understand. I got your message, Josephine. You went around for my reply. I saw the hall where the footprints are, and the train rolls by. I never know. 